1: It was a tough, but uh, you know what? It actually, it all worked out a few days later. I don't know if you remember yeah,
0: yeah, history would suggest that it did work out a few days later. Absolutely, <laughs> um, you know. So, you know, uh, before I forget, you had mentioned your Pedroya jersey, and and um, I always find this question fascinating. Where you know you live in a world where you know a lot of people you work with a lot of people I would love to meet I would love just to interact with and every and I sure I'm sure I work and am around a lot of people that you would love to meet right correct and so um, it's so weird how you know I can see these players and like as for me it's all about business it's the same thing we do like, it's all about business because like, I see and this is my job and and um, but but then you get outside that world. And you're like, oh my goodness. Like I like in my thing, my which I default to, and this is a terrible one, which is I I met Shannon Elizabeth right after American Pie. Right? So like I literally like for a guy who was interviewing everybody, you know, whoever it didn't matter. I couldn't speak you know like yeah, yeah, yeah excellent <laughs> job yeah and she was dating a guy who was just in the perfect storm and you know and, yeah so anyway but so i don't know if there's an athlete that you've got a chance to meet that's along those lines
1: you know i i i uh it's an interesting thing it, it's a strange thing uh to we both have That's a that's a really interesting question because i'm, ass- I'm assuming you 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 were drawn to this job because in your
0: soul, you, you love sport. And oh my love God. If, competition. You, if you could tell me, Nate, if you could tell me like I would be on the Nessun set on a regular ba- a semi-regular basis, chopping it up with Jim Rice, like, or, or, or how about this? Like one time taking a private jet with Jerry Remy. I mean that those were my guys. That was my team. That was the, the 78 Red Sox. That was my first team. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Keep it's it
1: a on. strange thing. You find yourself you find yourself um as a uh dare I say it, a peer. Mm-hmm. Um, the wall completely breaks down. You you have this this idolization of these people who you've who you've ad, ad admired, and all of a sudden they're sitting next to you and you guys are you're doing the same thing. I've I have this all I've been so lucky in my knock on wood. In my career to cross paths with people I really admire, and it happened yesterday. Um, I was sitting in a writers' room, um, uh, rehearsing for a show that I'm working on next week, and it's people on either side of me I, I admire really greatly. And I get to watch them work and create, and I'm I was their peer for a little bit. And I'll be. Do you name I mean, one name? I'm not. You're
0: not name dropping. You're not. It's, I hate
1: the only reason that I can't, and I'll tell you after the podcast, is because it's sort of. Um, it's a semi-secret. The, 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 oh. the, the production is semi-secretive. Okay, um, I like it. I, that's,
0: that spices it up even more. as well? It's, go, okay, so in, in, is there a, is there a time, another time, that you looked up next to? Like I said, like I would be on a plane with, and I was on a plane with Jerry Remy for two hours, and we were talking about Ralph Houck. <laughs> it's like, and so I don't know, if, like if you have. If, if you had that yes. sort of thing. Okay.
1: Yeah. The answer is yes. A thousand times. Yeah. A thousand times. Starting at the daily show. I was, I'm in, you know, I was, that was my first big job and I was in joke meetings with John Stewart mm. trying to figure out a joke, trying to break down a joke. It's, it's, it's math trying to figure out the math. So the joke works working with like t- doing bits with Matthew Perry, um, during studio 16, which was a show I did an NBC show, with, that brought me out to Los Angeles 16 years ago. Um, uh, uh, last year I I had the um, the great fortune of being on set for you know ten hours with uh Sean Penn and Julia Roberts and me. The three of us were were in two scenes together. That's pretty good. And between takes, we you know they were telling stories, and Sean Penn was telling about was talking about you know Marlon and how Marlon. It idolized the real actor that Marlon was obsessed with, and my fucking, I'm like, holy fucking shit! Where, where are we? Brando stories? Holy <laughs> fuck! It's like Paul Muni. Brando, like Paul Muni, was the actor that Brando idolized the most. He put Paul Muni above everyone else. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead. What else? What else? Um, so that happens. Uh, that that is a, a, a strange, really strange part. So of so business. so to flip
0: that. Well, has there ever been an interactive with an athlete, interaction with an athlete where you felt sort of like because that's that's obviously more of a hit and run sort of thing unless you're Brian, hanging at the house
1: the GM uh, uh, maybe I guess I'm not sure if it's his official title but Brian Halloran Brian Howran. oh yeah, yeah he's, he's from Weymouth he's from Weymouth yeah. and he graduated. Um, I mean, they didn't graduate together, but they both worked at Caldor. Remember Caldor? Sure. Um, he and my brother worked at the same Caldor on, I think, Route 18 in Weymouth in, you know, 1985, yeah. 6. And they graduated high school at the same time. And so they they stayed in touch, like, vaguely over the years. Um, and we were home one time. I was doing a baseball road trip with my dad, which I've done a couple of times. That's awesome. And we finished in Boston, of course. And my brother reached out to Brian and said, hey, we're, we're all in Boston. We're going to go to the game. And Brian was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fully set you up. And I thought, okay. And we didn't tell my dad. And we got there like an hour before the game. And Brian met us. And took us into the players' entrance, into into the clubhouse, and my dad was like, "Where are we?" Go-? He's like, "Where are we going? We can't go in here." I was like, "No, it's all right, Dad. It's Brian. You know, runs the team." And we walk past the security guys from Quincy, and he's giving us shit because we're from Weymouth. And all of a sudden, the door opens, and we're in the fucking clubhouse. And we're walking by, <clears throat> and Ortiz is at the end, like polishing his bats and I was like holy shit Ortiz is doing some real Ortiz stuff at the other end of this room. Oh my god. We walk in he walks us straight into Tito's office and because I was such a psycho Red Sox fan I knew he and Pedro played cribbage. Yeah. And cribbage is a game that I used to play with my dad and my grandfather. And so I sent him like this beautiful cribbage board out of nowhere just a psycho fan like Tito Francona, Fenway Park, Boston, Massachusetts, wrote a little note. He called me, left a message saying, oh, thank you so much. Uh, um, me and Petey are gonna use it today. I really appreciate you. I'm glad you're such a fan. Thanks for doing it. And so I walked in, he's like, oh, you're the, you're the, you're the, guy, you're the maniac who sent me a courage board. <laughs> I shook his hand my dad is just like, fuck, it. he's stunned. He's like, what am, what am I doing? And then Brian's like, do you know Rob? And he's like, oh my God, yeah, of course, you're from uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. We watched Hot Tub Time Machine on the bus ride from Fort Myers to Jupiter, wherever the fuck, yeah, in, yeah. during spring training. He's like, get Petey in here. Petey loves that movie. In comes Pedroya. Holy shit, it's Lou, which is my brother's character yeah, in Hot Tub right, Time. Right. It's fucking Lou, go get wake, get wake, holy shit. Fucking Lou, every word out of his mouth was fucking, fucking Lou, fucking Lou's here, holy fucking shit, Lou, I fucking love that movie, and my brother's like, oh my god, is shaking my hand, in comes Wakefield, who's pitching in like 45 minutes, he's got a sleeveless t-shirt on, he's like, hey man, how you doing? Hey, Lou, all right. He was, like, so chill and laid back and just, like, the <laughs> fucking greatest guy. And, again, my father's head is spinning like in The Exorcist. And then he takes us out onto the field, down the tunnel from the clubhouse, into the uh, uh, the dugout, into the dugout yeah. onto the field. Uh, so I had a moment like that. And I couldn't – and Pedroia didn't know me from, the you know, from anyone, but he knew my brother. And so he had – It was it was just, like, we all got photos with him. It was – it was um, it was nuts. It was nu- we ended up after, we went to the game. Francona got thrown out of the game for arguing balls and strikes, which was amazing. <laughs> and the game's over. The Red Sox lost, sadly, but we ended up. We dropped off my brother at his hotel. He was flying up the next morning, and I went back to Tewksbury, where my dad lives. And we were just sitting in his kitchen. We were drinking some whiskey, and we were just kind of just like pondering, like we couldn't believe we couldn't believe that we we're just we're let into this magical inner sanctum in Fenway Park a place that you only dream about and read about and where are these like immortal humans live and breathe and prepare and he was we were just kind of i was like can you believe that and he's like i can't i can't believe uh, Pedroya knew who Rob was <laughs> And it just, it, it, he's you know, still
0: like, it's first of all, that's an awesome story. And and I think that, you know, if you take all of it, like, like you're talking about your conversation with Sean Penn about Marlon Brando. And I'm thinking like that's the equivalent of what you're talking about, of like talking with Pedroya and Francona. That's why I find this so fascinating. But you also mentioned the feeling that you have when you get in the inner sanctum of a baseball stadium or a clubhouse or something like that, I remember, Nate, when I was interning at Nesson, stepping on the field for the first time. And I don't know what it was. It was like – and I'm not usually like this. I'm like, oh, this is weird. And I started thinking about it. I'm thinking, yeah, because that's what I watched on TV. Like, and now I'm actually stepping on it, right? And so – there's that dynamic Uh, and and I'm going to come back to sort of the the glorious game of baseballs and boring and all that stuff. You know, I told you that we're doing this, or we did this book with Joe Kelly and the whole premise is it's a damn near perfect game reclaiming America's pastime. And, and, you know, it's partly Joe talking about what's right and what's wrong and what's great about baseball, but he interviews people along the way. And so he interviews like Rob Lowe and, Mark Hoppus of Blink 182 and all these people, and there's so many different avenues to baseball, but there's also there's a lot of similarities about walking into a ball. I mean, I, John Hamm, we, I saw at the All Star game. I asked him the same thing, same answer. Andy Cohen, same answer. What do you remember? I remember walking into the ballpark for the first time, right? And I remember how. Everything was so green, and I remember how the uniforms were whiter than I could ever imagine, like, uniforms could be or clothing could be. And, like, I remember that. And so all the stuff that you're talking about, like, I think that, you know, that's at a different level, but this is what, this is the common thread, right? In celebration of opening day, we've got a special
1: episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people.